Are you ready to hack your time? I'm Vicky and I am obsessed with course correcting everything that you've been taught about how to use your time because I know that you can create more success while having more fun and taking more rest. I went from doing all the things, working 80 hour weeks to creating a 15 hour work week. Listen and learn how to hack your time never have to say that you don't have time ever again. You too will learn how to accelerate without doing more today. Hello, hello, lovely people. I have an absolute treat for you today. Bringing on to the podcast, Kayla Celeste. She is a time hacker of course. She's also actually a team member of mine. Um, and she has been such a powerful example of change and change, not taking time and showing up and doing the uncomfortable things over and over again. So I've asked her to come and do the uncomfortable thing today <laughs> and get on this podcast. So hello, Kayla. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Amazing. So the first thing, like, I want you to speak about definitely your experience in Time Hackers and what you have found to be like the most change making things, if that's the right word. But the f- I can't, I can't not start with like your start because your start was so phenomenal. Um, and we have seen other people do this since you, but I think you were like the first person that I really saw implement this. Like, you came. You signed up and then you posted, I think within 24 hours, you were like, I am a time hacker and this is what this means. And I've already created focus and I've already reorganized my office and I've already done things today that I've been putting off. And it was like, boom, like within 24 hours, um, which obviously fits in with being a time hacker and this idea that things don't take time. So what do you think like changed for you? Because I know there's lots of people listening that are like, like all humans thinking well I'll join when or like you know later I'll feel more ready but what would what changed for you the moment you said yes that was like so apparent in how you showed up yeah so I think it honestly started a little bit before I said yes because I had the opportunity to ask you a question on Instagram and I was asking you about how do you like go through all the programs like how do you do all the things and you were like I don't and I was like huh that didn't occur to me. (laughs) And it was like such a constant, like everyday thing where I was like, how do I fit this in? How do I solve for this? So much judgment, just like from all the angles. And you were like, I don't. And then what you said next was like, so crucial was the way that you said it was like, I don't. And I created results. And it was like, I'm awesome for it. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm like, I'm not watching it. This is bad. Like, you know, I'm you know, it was just like a whole thing. And you were like celebrating that. And I was like, okay. And then I noticed my like daily life changing because that I let go of like trying to solve for that. Like mm-hmm. the amount of mental space where I was like, how do I, where do I schedule it? How do I do this? You know, all of that stuff was gone. And so I was like, okay, I mean, I didn't pay her for that. Like <laughs> what <laughs> if I paid her? Like, I want to be around that. Like, let me celebrate not doing everything. And yeah. so then when I got in there, I had already been like making part of the change. Right. But in the first like couple videos, you said, decide to belong. Mm -hmm. And it like hit me. I was like, oh, 
I thought like something else had to happen and then you belonged, but you're like, no, it's the decision. And you can like make that decision right now. And it's recommended, like make it right away. And so I was like, okay, if I belonged here, knowing like nobody in here, nobody knows me, what would I do? I was like, well, I just post about all these amazing things that have just happened like right then. So I was like, it came from, oh, you get to decide to belong. And now that I belong, I would of course immediately post and celebrate because I belong here. So good. Yeah. It was such a, it was such a like strong entrance into the room and a real like responsibility to belong. Like you really took that responsibility on and like marked your place in the room and it was very powerful. So I definitely want to celebrate that. And I think it's like interesting, right? The way we're taught that we have to do all the things and earn the belonging. We have to do all the things and earn the title. And it's like, what we do in this room is the opposite of that. And I think you came in so clearly with that attitude and awareness. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Amazing. And And go on, tell me like a little bit more about what you found being in the room compared to like maybe what you expected. Yeah. So when, and I think a lot of people end up like having this, like, I think it's a very common thing of like fear of isolation. And Mm -hmm. so at first I was showing in the group because I was like, okay, I have these problems. I want to solve these problems, the fear, discomfort, whatever, like we're going to get this handled. And so after I started seeing some success, my brain was like, all the judgment would come up. Mm -hmm. And like, and then especially as I started, like, like, just like loving being in there, my brain was like, you don't want to lose this. So we have to protect you. And so it started with like that fear of isolation. And then it was like, okay, I know how we're going to protect you. It's like, had all those great plans, right? It was like, you just have to be perfect. If you're just a perfect human, then you won't get kicked out. Everyone will love you. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, well-intended, but then in order to keep me being perfect, my brain was like, well, we're just going to like layer on all this judgment so that you stay in line and you're perfect and you don't mess up and like, it'd be great. But then to protect myself from the judgment, my brain was like, oh, let's just kind of like hide and don't say that, or like read over it 10 times or like, you know, just try to like match my actions to the level that I thought I was going to judge myself. So I ended up getting coaching on this with you and I'm like sitting in it and eventually, and this was actually very recently where it hit me, where I was like, okay, let's just say that this whole thing happens. Like I get kicked out of every room I've ever been in. Like no one likes me, all of this. I was like, but not in this room. Like I could still come in this room and say, I messed up. Here's what happened. And not only would I not get kicked out, my intention, the willingness, my bravery would have been celebrated. Mm. And I was, and that just layered on like a whole nother level of comfort where it's like, yeah, maybe that happened. And like, it's so, we know that it's not logical, but our brains just go there. But I'm like, even if it does, like these people are here to support me and I'm here to support them. Yes. I love that. And I think it's like when we go through things like the fail challenge together, or even the self-compliment challenge on the other side of things, and everyone is like feeling the discomfort it's like really like there's nothing you can't say <laughs> like everyone's just getting very real <laughs> we're like support each other through it and I do think it's um it's a really special community and that's a big part of what I wanted to create in this um when our brains are wired to be 
perfect. And I remember coaching you on this because you were, the coaching was that you weren't getting coaching. <laughs> your brain was like, let's just like, we get so much value from other people's, we don't need to, and then we get to stay safe. But again, it was one of those transformative moments with you where, where you got coaching and then you came into the group and like shared so much value for everyone else and what had happened in your brain. And it's like, I just keep thinking and I, I speak about this, but I've really seen it with this community with time with time hackers is like when you guys share, when you guys answer the weekly questions, when you guys support each other, all of these things, it's like the gift that you give everyone. And like, it literally raises the value of the room. And I think you've been such a leader in doing that. And that's why I want to celebrate that for you. Yeah. I think another thing too, is like, I've noticed, and like, this is what you talk about. Like, it's like accelerating your results, but like, even the thought of like, things don't take time when you're like, just in like your normal, like life, it's like, you know, your brain's looking for evidence. It's finding it. People are telling you, but it's almost more effort to be in this room, to show up to the calls, to watch the videos, to not believe that than it is to believe it because eventually you're like, well, that person, that person, that person, that you're not just seeing it for yourself. You're seeing it for so many people celebrating. And then it's like, well, it's like almost your brain can't help, but just like, okay, like we get it. Like it's so natural and so easy because there's so many examples of people going in there. And I remember celebrating and there was just like so many people like celebrating me in the comments. And I was like, I just feel the urge to celebrate the fact that everyone in here is so like, you know, like wanting to celebrate you. And that's one of the things that you said that really helped me was like, everyone wants everyone to win in here. And I wasn't like showing up that way. Like I, of course, wanted everyone to win, but I wasn't showing up in a way where I was like, oh, everyone in here wants me to win. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? This is totally true because it's true. Like for me, I want everyone in here to win. So of course it's true the opposite way. And then that had me celebrating more in the group because I was like, oh, people do want to celebrate me just like I want to celebrate them. Yes. Cause as you say, it's like, that's the example for them that of what's possible. And like, right. it's kind of like, I don't know why in my head I'm thinking of tennis, but there's like a difference. There's got to be a different sport. Maybe I don't know if in America you have netball, maybe it's like basketball, but it's like, you're all passing to each other. And that's like the fastest way to get across is like everyone mm-hmm. moving at the same time. Instead of imagining basketball, one person having to like get from one side to the other side by themselves, like they're mm-hmm. going to be blocked so many times. Maybe that is a good analogy. I've not seen much basketball, but you know, it's like you have people to keep passing to, and then we all move forward, like with our goals, like together. That's like what the ball is representing, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Cause it's like, even if your belief starts to like drop a little, it's like, oh, you're just like a couple minutes away from seeing someone, you know what I mean? Like you just log in and you see, and it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's actually not true brain. You're just like reminding your brain over and over. So it's like, you're right. Cause if you were doing it by yourself, you would have to like accomplish and like overcome those beliefs yourself. But yeah. when there's just so many examples, it's so much easier. Just like yeah. going across the court with a ball. It's so much easier when you have someone to pass it to. Yes, exactly. Um, another fun thing I want to speak about is obviously you just like hit your goal for the year on January 1st, <laughs> which is so fun. Um, so what do you th- like? How do you think you created that? I think it was really the failure piece. Because Mm -hmm. what was happening is, is I would fail and my brain was like, this is bad. Like 
you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like so much judgment, but then eventually it became like the failure isn't a problem. Again, it's like that accelerating results where like you just see people fail and like they share it and everyone's celebrating them. And it's like, this is not a problem. This is not a problem. And over and over. So eventually my brain was like, oh, this isn't a problem. And while it took like, like I had been like trying at the goal for a while, but then the results came, I think it was like two and a half months or something like so quickly. And, and that's also what's so helpful about being in this room. It's like, if results don't take time, it's, it's not like I'm running out of, like my brain didn't have that story of like, you only have two months left in the year. You only, you know, like it was like, and (laughs) you know, it's like example of example. You're just like, okay, brain, instead of like believing that. And then like, you know, believing that and then showing up that way. Yeah. And what was fun, I remember you like, you signed one client and then like three days later, you signed mm-hmm. another client yeah. and you shared something like, I think it's the story showed there of like, you don't have to wait 10 months to then sign the next mm-hmm. client. It really was like, there is no rule. It's possible to do it again. I remember you posting about that. Yes. And that piece, like being in the room where we're just like breaking down rules, mm-hmm. you wouldn't you probably would believe this, but the (laughs) amount of more stuff that I do because I want to do it is huge because my brain, especially with like trying to protect me with being perfect. It's like, well, here's the rule. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. And then you just end up, if you're trying to like fit the rules, you end up doing stuff that you don't want to actually be doing. And so it was like being in here and now my brain's catching it so clearly about like, Oh, that's just a rule you have. And then I get to decide from there instead of like, yeah, we better figure out and solve for like how to show up this way. And so that being in the room of like example of people breaking rules, just in like, like just my regular daily life, I'm just like able to like break them so much easier, which has created so much more fun and so much like more enjoyable experiences of the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Like what I'm hearing you speak about is like, it really is about who we surround ourselves with and what we see other people do. And I think like we forget in our day-to-day lives, when we decide that we want to create a change in our lives, like our partners don't decide at the same time. Our parents don't decide. Our pets don't decide. Our neighbors don't decide. Our best friends don't decide. Like, so what are our options are to like go at it alone. (laughs) when everyone else around us is doing their own thing living within their priorities or put ourselves in a room like this and I think you're like articulating so beautifully the value for you or for anyone that wants to create these changes of being surrounded by people making these changes the other thing that you touched on that I really want to go over because you said in a sentence but I think it is a big deal is like the fact that we celebrate failure we don't just allow it we don't just accept it we're not just like okay it's gonna get better we like literally celebrate the shit out of it um how has that been for you at first like all of this is like really uncomfortable but again it's like at first, cause I remember getting coaching. I'm like, okay, my brain's like, this is a bad idea. Like, we're just going to show everyone our failures. Like, mm, I don't know, but it's like that willingness to get coaching. Right. And mm-hmm. so then after that, I was like, okay, so we're going to do this, but it's like that thing that you're talking about where it's like, you're not going at it alone. So it's not like I'm posting my failure and then everyone's reading it. And of course they're celebrating me, but you feel so vulnerable. Like the vulnerability, like level that you experience actually goes down because mm-hmm it's like, well, here's another one. Here's another one. And then you're celebrating them. And then you're seeing again and again and again, like, this is not a big deal. 
And you're just watching people do the same thing you're doing, which then doesn't feel like you've just been pushed out and you're exposed. It feels Mm -hmm. like you're in like a community of people going together, which makes it feel so much better than like, Hey, let me just show everyone all my things. It's like, no, I'm going to show them. They're going to show me. And we're all just going to celebrate everyone. It's like so fun. Yeah. And I think like also what you touched on earlier of probably having your experience of celebrating other people's failure creates that safety of like oh if I'm thinking this if I'm Mm -hmm. seeing the value for them to fail then I can start to see the value for myself to fail yeah and it also helps with like because I remember this like I was in there and I was reading someone's post and they were celebrating something about themselves and I was like wait a second like especially when we talked about the judgment this has been like you know, a while back. And I was like making my post. I wasn't reading over them 10 times. Like I was just like typing them up and posting them. And I was like, where did all the judgment go? Mm. But had I not read the post where she was celebrating something about her, I may not have noticed at least not that quickly. Right. That wait a second, I'm like showing up and the judgment has went down or it's there and it's not a problem. And I'm not even like really noticing it as much. And I'm just like showing up and doing the thing. So I think that's so valuable because you're like celebrating other people, but then you're also celebrating yourself within what other people are celebrating. Yes, exactly. It's like how you treat other people is how you treat yourself. How you treat yourself is how you treat other people. Um, I used to use the legally blonde quote where she's like, happy people just don't kill their husbands. (laughs) Um, And like, you know, we're laughing about it now, but it always made me think whenever someone was angry or stressed or frustrated at me, like it was really never about me. We always treat other people how we treat ourselves. And I think what you've shared today is like when you have a community and you want to show up in that way and treat it's like the positive effects of how you're all treating each other and then how you get to treat yourselves through it. Definitely. Um, Another fun thing that I remember coaching you on and and seeing you work through was the self-care to-do list. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. So like you had this list of self-care to-dos and as long as you did them all, then you would be good. And then life happens and you know we don't get to do them all I'm the same like since I've been pregnant I've not done yoga um for a few months having been told to stop and it's like the attachment to like oh if I'm taking care of myself if I do yoga I take care of myself if I I don't know what other things were on your list yeah just lots of things like um going on a walk or like just doing so many things but I think it was like in that moment right where you're like coaching me and I'm like but I was like kind of hoping you would just tell me how to do all all the things, like even on (laughs) days where it wasn't working out. And so, and I think again, this is like, this really showed up when I started like just scheduling like an hour to do nothing. Like, Mm. and it was so uncomfortable. And I, what I liked so much again is like, this is uncomfortable, but I started noticing like at first you're like, okay, this shouldn't be uncomfortable. Like this should just be nice. This should just be fun. Like it should not feel like this. But then other people are like, wait, it's uncomfortable for me. And it's uncomfortable. And you're like, no, this is a common thing. And I was like, oh, and then that it was like, you're trying to like resist the discomfort. But then once you know that it's like common or it's supposed to be uncomfortable at the beginning, it like removes so much discomfort because you're not resisting it. And I think too, like when this, this happened like a couple of days ago. So the weather here, it's like hot, sometimes cold, sometimes, you know, you don't know. And I 
would be like so particular about my calendar. And so I would like schedule things and I still love my calendar. I love using the tool and I would schedule things. And I had like work scheduled and it was things that could be moved. And it was like super warm outside. And I was like, I really want to take the baby outside. I want to play with the baby. It's going to be so fun. And the difference between, I may have still moved it in the past, but the difference between like me before joining time hackers and me now is there was no judgment. Like we were outside and we were like blowing bubbles and playing in the sand. And I was having so much fun. And what wasn't in my head was you should have followed your calendar. What are you doing? Like you need to stay on track. Like none of that was there because of being in this room. And you just think about like those moments over and over and over where you're just like removing so much judgment around time and like how you're showing up and the tools. And like, like we talked about then, like the progress tracker, like things like that. Yeah. I think that's the biggest part of it. We think like the solution is to have the perfect plan or to get everything done. And then I can stop and then I can be truly present. But the decision, the difference, sorry, is to decide to be truly present and to like unlearn all of these judgments that, you know, have been taught to us. It's not like, I don't want anyone listening to be like, shaming themselves about that it's completely normal I've been through it Kayla's been through it all my clients go through it and it's optional and you can unlearn it and when you do like you still are able to get the work done because I think sometimes Mm -hmm. people think like oh if I don't judge myself or if I'm not thinking about work when I'm not working I'm going to drop the ball um, instead of like how is it more valuable to your work to enjoy those days yeah because I think one of the reasons that I like joined time hackers was like, it feels so like mushed together, like work and like not working. Like it feels very mushed together. And, and that's one of the things that I went in there to like, like solve. And like, this is exactly what you're talking about where it's like, you would be working, but you would be thinking about like, let's say that I stayed in that day and worked. I was thinking about the whole time how I wanted to be outside playing, right? Instead of just noticing, oh, I can be present and I can go outside and play and be present there. And now when I'm working, I'm like present here. And so it like, it's like you're saying, like it creates this level of like, oh, you're actually more productive because you're not thinking about work while you're playing and you're enjoying your play more because you're not thinking about work. And so then when you're working, you feel like, I just feel so fulfilled doing the things that I want to do when I want to do them. And so what happens when I'm working, I'm like, I'm so excited to work. Cause of course I love what I do. So it's not this like mental, like exhaustion kind of like, what am I supposed to do now? It's like making a decision, honoring your decision and having your own back. And that has like made all the difference. Oh my God. That's so good. Just make the decision and honor the decision and have your own back. That's like the step. That's like how to actually do life. Um, and what else? What do you think have been some of your like biggest ahas or biggest lessons that you've learned by being in Time Hackers? Yeah, I think it goes back to about what we were just talking about. Is like you talk about like this pro and con list, or like what's better, or like what's not better, and it's like this exact thing where it's like you make a decision, you honor your decision. And then you have your own back by selling yourself that you made the right decision because my brain was all about like, what's the right thing to do here. And it would spend so much time. Like, Ooh, I don't know. We got to do the right thing. And then, and oftentimes the thing that your brain tells you is right is often the thing that you didn't want to do. And so then you're like, even, you know, wrestling with that instead of there are no right or wrong decisions. And then you just make your decision and then you make it right for you. 
has been like so huge because that's where it's like, oh, here's the thing I want to do. I'm going to go do that thing. And I'm going to decide that that's the right thing instead of the right thing being like this, just like thing that's decided. And here's the fact. It was like, no, I was just making the whole thing up in my head. So. Oh my gosh. You know, what's so good about what you just shared is where is when you are making the decision, you decide what's right is what you don't want to do. And the reason we do that is because we have a story that it's supposed to be hard and it's supposed Mm -hmm. to be difficult. So therefore it must be the hard thing that we have to do instead of the easy thing, or it must be the difficult thing or the thing we don't want instead of it actually being the thing that we want. Like, I just want everyone to listen to that and really take that in. What she's just shared is so valuable when you are making a decision because you think, you know, you have to pick the right thing. You are typically going to pick just the thing that comes from you, whatever your belief is about how you create results. And if that's that it has to be hard and it has to be difficult and it shouldn't be fun, you will on purpose pick the thing that is hard, difficult and not fun. And guess what? It's not necessarily right because you can decide everything is right. Like you just shared. That is so good. I want everyone to really sit with that. Um, that's so powerful. You're totally right about that because that's exactly how I signed the clients is my brain was like, we have to do these things. It was all hard things. It was all complicated things. Some things I didn't want to do. And then when I let it be easy and fun, it was just like, here's the results. And I was like, okay, so this works. Like we don't have to, it was like, because this is the right way to build a business Mm -hmm. instead of like, how do I want to, and what's fun. And then what's fun creates way better results (laughs) than trying to do it the hard way. Yes. What's fun actually creates your results as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember you sharing about, cause what I have everyone do whenever they achieve anything is create their own success blueprint so they can rinse and repeat it. Um, instead of like always starting from zero. And I remember you sharing your success blueprint and this, uh, this awareness that you had of like, wait, this is actually how I always produce results in my life. And I was just making my business goals different. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You're like, I actually knew what to do the whole time. Yeah. Which is so fun for anyone listening. That's like, if you are, listen, if you are listening to this and you are making it hard and you are making it difficult and you are telling yourself that, you know, if it feels bad, then you're on track. Let Kayla's story be the example that having more fun and letting it be easy and deciding that's what works is actually the way, basically. So good. I also, I know I keep coming at you with like all these different things. We're jumping around a lot today because there's like just lots of different fun things. I want to speak more about the hour of nothing because we mentioned it, but it's kind of a big deal. And I think it's a big deal that one, you decided to it as like woman with a business, with a baby, you're like, I am doing fucking hour of nothing. I love that. So I want to speak about what led to the decision and, and more about like the lessons that you had from it. So yeah, why don't you tell us what led to the decision of the hour of nothing? Okay. So first what led to this decision of hour of nothing is doing all the things. And like, it was interesting too, because it wasn't like I was working all the time, but it's like, you have work and then, you know, you have, of course have the wonderful baby. And then you, you know, you're playing, you're cleaning, you're cooking. Like there's just like things to do all of the time. And so that's what was happening. And I would watch like my boyfriend, he would just like have time to just do whatever. And just like, you know, whatever he wanted to do. And so we were talking about it. I was like, don't you see, I'm always doing things. And he was like, 
we'll put it in the calendar to do nothing. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I, I guess we could do that. And so then I would put it in the calendar. And what's so interesting too, is like, when I like showed up, it's like super uncomfortable. And I like even told him, I was like, I don't like this. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I don't know how to spend this time. It's like, not really fun. Maybe I should just go back to doing all the things. He was like, no, you're like, do like, figure it out. Like just find something you like to do and what was happening. And so like that accountability there was like, oh, like, I, I guess, I guess I'm going back because <laughs> I like come downstairs and I'm like, Hey, <laughs> you know? And so then, um, the first like thing that I noticed was happening was my brain was like, Ooh, I would really love to read this book. Brain's like, no, you can't do that because you're supposed to be doing nothing. And I was like, okay, well, I would really like to watch this video. And then my brain's like, no, you can't do that. Cause like that is that work. Who knows? Like, I don't know, you know? And so then it would just keep doing that for everything. I was like, oh, I see why I'm miserable here because no matter what I want to do, my brain's like, no, we can't do that. And I was like, so at the end of it, I was like, oh, so I'm just supposed to like stare at the wall for an hour because like, oh, this does not sound fun to me. And so then I was like, oh, that's the point where my brain's like, what do I want to do? And now I just do that thing. And I just set the judgment down or the rules down. And now it's been like so much more fun. So, yes, I love that. So good. And well done for your boyfriend. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that you shared was about bringing it wait, what is you about realizing that it's supposed to be uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the dialogue out there around like rest, and I'm going to do a podcast specifically on rest, but rest or downtime is like, it's supposed to feel amazing. And like, it's what we all really want. And we forget until we stop. Mm-hmm. Like that is where you will see how our brains have been wired for like this productivity obsessed culture. Mm-hmm. Um, of doing like you know I'm, I'm right with you I was like the do do doer like I like to have like at least three social plans in one evening <laughs> um, and unwiring that is as uncomfortable as pursuing a goal of signing clients like it's literally the same experience except one we're told shouldn't feel mm-hmm. bad yeah so the, like you say, it's easy to get caught up in the layer of judgment. I think the work that you already did on releasing your own judgment probably is what allowed you to accelerate into, oh, I actually don't have to follow any rules of what I do or don't do in this time. I can literally just decide. Yeah. And I think that's like a good point because like when it's uncomfortable to sign clients, we're like, yeah, totally makes sense. Like this is a thing, ask for help, like that kind of thing. But then like with this, like you're saying, it's like, it's supposed to feel good. So even just like asking for help, it almost felt very like, oh, you had this whole hour to do what you want. You should feel great about it. It should feel wonderful. Like, why are you having a problem with this? But then like being in that room and I'm like, not the only one. Yeah. It's like, oh, so yeah, we ask for help with this. Just like we asked help with like any other discomfort. And it made like the result accelerate so much faster because yeah. of that willingness to say, oh, this isn't like just a me problem. This yeah. is like a like a thing that happens so yes and I love that it's like being willing to bring that to the room and then everyone benefiting from it yes um I also so I also had you had you and a few of your peers recently on the expert panel so how was your experience doing that and actually I'll let everyone know I also hire my time hackers to coach within time hackers. So that's like a 
rule that I have is, you know, people that know what we're doing and my processes and stuff. Um, so you can speak about both. I know that you started coaching a while ago um, when you were quite new, actually. I'm trying to think. So how was it for you, the experience? You can speak about coaching first because that was first mm-hmm. and then being on the on the time um panel the time expert panel like what did you have to go through and overcome in your brain like what did your brain tell you about it at first and then what do you think about it having done it yeah so one thing that came up is like when I received the email and it was like shortly after I joined and I my brain was like there's a lot of like imposter syndrome that comes up with this and so I was like okay brain like we're gonna write down every and I even did like models on it where I was like okay here's the result I created asked to guess coach, how did I create this? And obviously I didn't exactly know. Right. But I just came up with, I think probably like 10 different models of like, okay, here's exactly how I created this. And here's a thought, here's a feeling, here's a thing that I did. And then I just wrote that out. And so after a certain amount of time, my brain was like, I totally created this. And then it was easy to go from like, I created this to like, of course I can do this because yes. I created it and I wouldn't have created it if I couldn't do it. And so that like whole process. So good. Taking that responsibility and taking that time to sit with, how did I create this is absolutely like, I think there's a, well, I know there's a video about self-responsibility, but I love how you really did that work on it with a brain that can so easily jump to, I've not been in here that long. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, and obviously one of the things I teach is like being an expert doesn't take time. It takes a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that you were already showing up as an expert. That was why I asked you to do that, but it's so great for everyone listening to really take on board what Kayla's saying, which is like never when your brain might offer you the imposter syndrome, that might be like the first cookie <laughs> like comes out. <laughs> right. right. And you can eat that cookie. Or if you don't want to eat that cookie and maybe you want like, I don't know, a different cake, the self-confidence cake, <laughs> let's say, then you can push that cookie aside and just really like start baking that cake. I don't know why I'm like, keep going on about the metaphor. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I think about food a lot. <laughs> um, but really being willing to like go in, like it's actually a great metaphor. I'm going to roll with it because the cookie <laughs> is ready in front of you, but the, the cake requires baking. Mm-hmm. It requires ingredients and it requires doing things. And your brain's like, well, the cookie's already right here. And I'm used to eating cookies. Right. (laughs) Um, But what you did and what you just shared there was literally like a simple, streamlined, repeatable process that anyone can use at any point when they are looking to build evidence of like, how did I create this? And when you do that first, you show up as the person who, of course, created it and therefore continues to succeed into it, like as you did with coaching. And then, of course, leading to me, um, inviting you to be in the expert time panel as well. Yeah. So the second thing that also came up was, and this like goes into my brains, like, what if all these things happens? It, it had like great things. It's like, what if the power's out that day? Like, what if, you know, the internet's down? What if your computer breaks? What if like you're sick? Like, just like all of these things, right. Where I was like, you know what? that could all happen. Like, you know, and it's like, there's a decent chance that those things happen, but I was like, you know what? I'm willing to feel uncomfortable that one of these things might happen and worry about it, but I'm not going to like, like let myself down. Like I would be so proud of myself for saying yes and showing up. And if something out of my control happened, I would feel so much better about that than saying, you know what? Yeah, there is a chance that the power's out that day. 
and saying no. I was like, I'm not going to be proud of that. So I really gauged, like, even if my brain was like coming up with all these fears, I'm like, but what am I going to be the most proud of? And it would be, of course, like being willing for something like that to happen. And it didn't happen. And it was all amazing. And so that was also even better. (laughs) Yeah. I love how you identified the emotion. You were like, proud is the emotion. And where, where do I choose to create that? Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, I got hired by um, the school that I certified in as a coach um, early 2020, late 2019. And I lived in the countryside and the internet was messy. And there were a few days, oh, it was when Zoom was crashing all the time during the, the pandemic, when it like couldn't deal with all the influx of new customers. And you know, I would literally be on my laptop and then I would be on the phone Zoom and then I would be like, it was literally everything that went wrong could go wrong. And of course, like when those things happen, we just do deal with them. And the mm-hmm. I think the worst thing is not that they happen and that we deal with them because then we realize there's always a solution mm-hmm. and life goes on, but that we don't ever put ourselves in the ring because mm-hmm. like, I mean, that could even happen in your own business. It could be a reason not to create your own clients because one day the power might go out. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I, I love how you identified the emotion and then decided on purpose and then, got, and then you were really willing for all of mm-hmm. that to happen. That's the important thing I want everyone listening to take is not like, so I'm going to get a double generator or and like, <laughs> right. I don't know, I'm going to like call my mom who lives <laughs> next door and my neighbor and tell them I'm going to, you can do those things as well, of course. Um, if you want to, but being willing for fuck ups to happen and fails to happen. I think that's, it's like definitely a theme of our conversation today. It's a huge theme in time hackers is like fuck ups happen, failures happen, and it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what's so fun is like doing that work there. When I was asked on the expert panel, my brain was like, Oh yeah, of course I'm here which is so fun. Even like this interview, right? My brain doesn't go to like all that because it's like you do that work enough times and your brain's like, oh yeah, if, if you're asked, if you created it, then you can do it. And so there's a lot less of that stuff that comes up because like you're saying, like you're willing to bake the cake, then baking the cake is so much easier because you've done it so many times. Yes. Love this. (laughs) Yeah. Once you've made it once, you make it again. So good. That is so brilliant. This has been so fun. Is there anything else you want everyone listening to know? Um, Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was having this conversation with someone and they were like, how much did it cost you to like be in Vicky's program? And I tell them the cost and especially not having like to some people that's like, wait, what? You spent that much? And I was like, yes, but listen to me. And well, one, they also asked me, they were like, how long is it? I was like, oh, the program's like forever. And they were like, oh, and I was like, exactly like over a year, two years, three. I mean, the amount, even if you just think about the live coaching calls after a year, two years, three, like the amount that you're paying to be there is like so insane. And then not only that is when you like log in, you get all the past calls too. And that's not even like, that's just like the like cherry on top of the results that you create, like just the moments, like I started and I was like solving in my brain, right. Or like not doing the things that I didn't want to do. Cause I had to do the right things or like all of that. But it's like a result of that daily after a year, after two years, after three, it's like, 
I'm like, I'm paying pennies for these results. And it's like <laughs> so fun to think of it that way, because then making the investment, you're like, oh yeah, I'm like here, I'm here to get results and everything I do. I've like already well over got my return on investment. And it's like, but it's still here. And yeah. I still show up to the calls and I still get coaching. And it's like so fun to think of it that way. That is so fun to think of it that way. And it is like, it is designed. The program is designed to be an investment um, and it to be a decision that is taken seriously. I think it's super easy to like, you know, all the different business models mm-hmm. have all the different reasons, but my reasons behind this were like, I want it to be a decision because I know that decision and that commitment then impacts how you show up. And like I said, mm-hmm. I think you were a great example of that, like coming out the gate. Um, Janae as well, who I'm going to have on the podcast, like when she paid, she said like the bank called, her mother called, <laughs> they're like, have you been done for fraud? <laughs> By the way, it's 3,000 pounds or three yeah. payments of 1,100 pounds. So some people might be mm-hmm. like, that's not that much, but I do think it is, I've not made it super low entry for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think you see that in the caliber of people also in the room and the way people show mm-hmm. up in the room too. So I love yes. that you shared that. Amazing. Well, why don't you let people know where to find you and who you help and a little bit more about that? Okay. So I help people take action toward their goals. My favorite way to do this is through my podcast. It's a daily podcast and the episodes are like three to five minutes. So super fun. And you can find it by searching daily steps towards success in any of the podcast players. Yeah. So we will get that link in the show notes and then you work with one-on-one clients, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So if you want that one-on-one touch and you want this year to be the year that you get your goals, then definitely get in touch with Kayla. We'll we'll leave like to we'll leave the podcast in a way to get in touch with you in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yay. All right. Bye, loves. I'll speak to you next week. Hey, if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life, then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too, as you connect with other time hackers, where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.